Hello, welcome to the Fantastic Grotto. My name is Rudy. Joining me is my lovely co-host Tasha. Welcome to our Cave of Wonders as we discuss movies, televisions, thingamabobs, and all things fantastic. Tasha, 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 how are you? I'm doing good this week. Uh, much better than normal. Haha. Uh, <laughs> it's so funny to always say this week sucked. But after a while, you can't keep saying that. Some weeks have to be good weeks, you know? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so this was actually a pretty good week. I didn't get as much done as I wanted to get done, but it's okay. Mm. We're in the process of, I think I have to, well, I know I have to move soon. So that is its own headache that's coming up. Um, my cat Adulting. Was- my cat was sick. I ended up having to take him to the emergency room. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. Oh, no. Yeah. But so that even though it's like, well, that was terrible. Yes, it was terrible. But it's been a week since then. And he is doing much better. So I'm just glad that he's doing better. So that's why it's a good week. It's a good week because the cat is doing better. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. I'm glad things are getting better because I was about to say, oh, I'm doing great. My day, I had a great day today. So. <laughs> I'm glad you had a good day. But yeah, but that's why yeah. I'm <laughs> getting better. You know, you got to find the bright spots. So yeah. <laughs> so you said you had a good week? I sure did. And today was a great day. So I am. I can't complain. And I'm glad that you and your cat are doing better. So shout out to your cat. Yeah. Oh, and you know how I like to tell you random things that I've been obsessively watching. I've yes. been obsessively watching terrible late 80s, early 90s movies. Ooh, which ones? Which movies, you ask? I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> the Mannequin, absolutely horrible. <laughs> Kim Cattrall. Oh, with, um, yeah. with um, why am I forgetting her name? Samantha Jones on Sex Kim Cattrall, I... yeah. Kim, yes. Kim Cattrall oh. plays an Egyptian princess because they didn't care back then. I also was watching Kindergarten Cop, which that premise, absolutely ridiculous, just like all Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Uh, what oh, else did Lord. I watch that was ridiculous? Problem Child, that movie, terrible. I love it so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, these movies are horrible. They're like, well, except... Um, kindergarten cop that actually did really well in the theater yeah (laughs) i feel like mannequin was basically splash but bad (laughs) right i suggest everyone watch these old terrible 80s movies besides the things that are culturally cringy because we are hopefully a better society now i'm always Mm -hmm. entertained It's very entertained. But that's what this week has been. Oh, and I watched The Last Action Hero, which is also with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Also a terrible movie that I love. No, Arnold. (laughs) Okay, so let's move on for today. Mm -hmm. Today on Fantastic News, these are the stories that recently caught our attention. The Super Mario movie is now the fourth most grossing animated movie of all time. And it's also crossed the billion dollar mark and joined the billion dollar club. Tasha, have you seen it yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Have you seen the iconic peaches, 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 peaches? I mean, seen? I've seen that. I've seen the video that his page, he did an actual <gasps> yes. <music> video. <laughs> but I haven't had a chance to see the movie. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that I don't want to see this movie. Mm-hmm. It's just gotten kind of to the point where everyone has seen it. And mm-hmm. I'm the last person who hasn't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> And at this point, it's like, oh, well, at this since everyone's seen it and I still haven't. I think I could probably just keep waiting. Uh-huh. 
because there are other things that are coming out that I want to go see. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Um, yes. <laughs> but I'm excited that it's doing well. I am a fan of anytime animation pulls in a lot of money, but I also feel like properties that speak to different age levels and different generations are always going to make a lot of money because it's a Super Mario film and Super Mario the game came out however many years ago. It has such a a large fan base and it can be adults who are watching it based off of nostalgia because you and I know how much we love nostalgia. Anything that can have so many people go see it and enjoy it from so many different age ranges is going to cry cross a billion dollars i'm never surprised when it's a quote-unquote children's movie that does well it's like yeah duh plus you can't send a three-year-old to the movie by themselves it's it's, yeah. it's always two <laughs> tickets it's the kid and the parent so mm-hmm. it's two. i went to go see this movie a few days after it premiered here's the thing it premiered on a wednesday and it just so happened to be spring break for a lot of schools here in my area oh, they and did that i read this yeah oh they definitely knew what they were doing because normally they do like maybe early thursday night showtimes but the fact that they did on a wednesday they knew what they were doing my theater was packed because my dad and i i remember we went to go see dungeons and dragons and i didn't know that the movie premiered early so when we got in we saw all of these lines and i was like what is going on it's a wednesday it should be dead and i see like the little like super mario hats or t-shirts and i'm like oh it premiered early yeah super mario is like a merchandising dream just everything that you can wear or buy t-shirt of it's it's just amazing i i do want to see the movie haven't seen it yet i'm really glad that it's doing well and i love anything that makes the studios want to spend money on advert on um animation since they love to act cheap when it comes to animation since it takes so long and takes so many people to, to actually make an animated movie. So I'm glad when they do I'll well. I'll tell you this much. Um, there's a character <laughs> that has dark humor and I love it. I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to say who. I don't know. I don't want to say what the lines are. But when you do watch this movie, just let me know. And then mm-hmm. we can talk about this particular character. I'm just surprised All this right. particular dark humor made it into this kid-friendly movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So what do we... That was what our second story for today? Yes. All right. Um, what's our third story for today? Uh, well, in the land of reboots, remakes, and sequels, a sequel to the hit movie Freaky Friday is confirmed with both Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis coming back in their perspective roles. Tasha, no, no. Well, technically, Freaky Friday with Lindsay Lohan was a remake. Oh, you're right. From the original yeah. one from, what was it, the 50s, 60s? 60s or 70s it was the 70s it was okay. 70s yeah and that's right, actually I, i'm a kid who loved Dis- disney channel and late at night disney channel will of course play their original old 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 movies so i'd mm-hmm. seen the night it's 1976 then where you know friday came out and it has jodie foster as a kid and uh barbara harris as her mother I'd seen that way before i even knew who Lindsay lohan was and i'm like mm-hmm. oh this is this is a remake. Just like what's the other one Lizzie Lohan did with the twins? That's also a oh, remake. Oh, The Parent Trap. Love yeah. that one. I prefer the original. Mm. The mom, um, I, forget, I don't know her, um, her name, but the actress who played um, the twins' mom, she passed away sometime after making that movie. And I always wondered why we never saw her do any more work. Little did we did I know at that time she passed away, unfortunately. And uh, In which, which Parent Trap? Um, the remake with Lindsay Lohan, the actress that played her mom. 
uh, who played their mom? I can't remember. Man, their but... mom wasn't. It wasn't Natasha Richardson. Yeah, it was Natasha Richardson. I, know I believe she is. so. I think mm-hmm. her name started with an N. So yeah, that sounds about yeah, it's right. Yeah, Natasha Richardson. She passed away in two thousand nine. She was actually a big deal. Like she's a big deal. I believe she used to be married to Liam Nielsen. Yes, that part mm-hmm. I do know. Yeah. Yeah. He was, was devastated after that. Yeah. I loved her sad. in that role. I just love that movie so much. And you know what? Speaking of the parent trap, I actually want to watch rewatch the original because I haven't seen that one since I was really little, to oh, be it's honest. So much better. It's so <laughs> much better than the remake. So the remake has all of the lovely nineties, you know, things or when did a movie come out? Was it the nineties? Yeah, it was yeah, the ninety eight. Um, but the original has just all of that um 1961. So there's all the fun things about movies that happened in the 60s. And it has Haley Mills, who is a Disney. Um, I don't know if she's actually a legend inducted into the Disney Legends, but she did a lot of Disney movies as a kid. Mm-hmm. That's Pollyanna, the original, 1960. Mm-hmm. Do you think that for this sequel, maybe Jamie Lee Curtis is going to have a small role and maybe Lindsay's going to be a mom now and it's going to be her switching you know, places with her daughter? Or maybe a son. Who knows? It might be a boy. I do hope it's a boy now that you say that. I didn't think about that before. But I also was hoping that someone switches with Jamie Lee Curtis because now she's basically a grandma. Mm -hmm. So it'd be fun to see a a boy stuck in his grandma's body. So like a grandma on a motorcycle. All those stupid things that are for some reason entertaining. (laughs) (laughs) I want that. That's what I want. Yeah, and she's running off on a good high, winning that Best Supporting Actress Award at the Oscars for Everything and Everywhere All at Once. So yeah, I love that movie. The, that movie made me cry. Yeah, the award she didn't deserve. Love her. <laughs> Angela Bassett, love we still her. love you. She didn't deserve it, especially if you've actually seen all of the movies in that category. The other person who was nominated from the same movie as her actually should have gotten it if they were going to choose something from that movie, either her or Angela Bassett, but not Jamie. Oh, Curtis. the actress that played the daughter. Yep. Mm-hmm. Man, she was amazing. She amazing. was amazing. This movie broke me, Tasha. Like I kid you not. Like me and my dad were talking about life after this movie. <laughs> uh, we uh, her name out. is Stephanie Sue. Mm-hmm. That's the actress. She okay. deserved it. She was amazing. And originally, her role went to Aquafina. I'm glad they recast it. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It was originally Aquafina. All this for a bagel? Can you believe that? A bagel. <laughs> sorry, spoilers <laughs> for anyone who hasn't. Oh, seen, sorry. <laughs> who hasn't seen the movie? It's only been out a year, but yeah, you know, whatever. Really, really good. This <laughs> yeah. one actually would wouldn't mind buying on DVD. Honestly, that's how much I loved it. So okay. I just have to mentally prepare myself because again, it broke me the first time I saw it. Well, the yeah. only time I saw it. What am I talking about? I think I might bring back DVDs. I do feel like with the way streaming services are, they put things on, they take things off. I think I want to start owning my things, physical copies of the things that I love again. I'm with you on that one, honestly. It it sucks when you see something on Netflix and you're like, oh, I'll watch that later because life is busy. And then when you're ready, whoop, it's gone. So. gone. And Netflix still does DVD rentals if you wanted them. Do they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Do you ever do Redbox? Um, I don't physically even know where Redbox is. Okay, you can download <laughs> the app now. 
Look, you know what? We're not going to do free promotion like this. No, let, let... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where one of those are. Um, Cut the check, Redbox. Exactly. I'm yes, like, no free really promo for you. That's are. it. That's all you get. Mm-mm. And I don't use it, so definitely not. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, wait, Tasha. No, wait, that wasn't the third story. That was just our second story. We have one more to go. Okay, what's our third story? All right, then. So this is in regards to the upcoming Moana live adaptation that was Moana. confirmed recently. Oh. Moana. Hey, make way. <laughs> Sorry, every, time they, every time you say Moana, if you don't hear Moana. Moana. What's wrong with you? <laughs> okay, sorry, guys. Sorry, cut you off. Yes, and I, I feel so bad because I feel like I'm going to butcher her name, so please correct me if I'm wrong. So, Auli Cravalo? Did I get that right? The original voice of Moana. I always say her yes. name wrong, so I just, I never say it. Because I feel oh, so wrong. Oh, please bear wrong. with us, people. Like, I feel yes. so bad to mess it up. It feels yeah, me too. We're just simpletons. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> No, yes. So she recently did a post on Instagram confirming that she will not come back for the live adaptation as the titled character. Um, well, what are your thoughts on this? A part of me is kind of sad, but at the same time, I'm not surprised because, again, they maybe want to go with someone fresh faced, someone new, maybe someone more experienced. We don't know. But she was very like respectful about it. But you can tell she did seem excited for this live adaptation. In the movie the animated film, Moana is supposed to be 16 years old. The voice actor for Moana, the same young lady that we're talking about right now, is not 16 years old. So I'm not sure why you guys thought she was going to come back. (laughs) (laughs) This girl is 22 years old right now. Mm-hmm. And she looks her like they can make her look a little bit younger, but they're not really going to make her look soup. She doesn't she has a fresh face about her. She's a young mm-hmm. look about her. Mm-hmm. But when I saw her and she did the video and she told us that she wasn't coming back, I'm like, no, this grown ass woman not coming back. Do y'all see her? She's Moana is 16, but she's EPing the project. So it's not as if she's not getting a check. Mm-hmm. No, I yeah. So hope she still does the singing though, because except for that time that she screwed up when she played, she, when she played Ariel, um, oh, that's right for the live play special. <laughs> yeah, and she cracked um, in the opening, and then she couldn't get back. She spent the entire thing just being off her game. But besides that one time, I've never really heard her not sound amazing in the singing. So I hope she's either still takes part of it in some way with the singing, like um, if she's not helping with the singing, actually being the voice, maybe being in the booth and helping the new young lady teach her where the nuances need to be in the songs. I hope she makes a cameo in the movie, even if it's literally just for two seconds, just like waving to Moana or something. In the village, or maybe during the village song? Yes, the you know, just yeah. on the island, dancing, or like around the fire, or maybe just like having a meal together, something. Or I don't know, maybe a scene with a grandmother. Who knows? Again, I, I think it would be nice just like as a little like wink to the fans, just being like, oh, hey, by the way, haha. So I just wish, you know, that she's taking this gracefully. I think she is. I think she's okay with it. I do you, she you do don't care. She has though. her EP credit. She's fine. Yes. <laughs> she's getting a she's check. She's still involved. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. still got her check. Let, but let me ask you this though. Uh, uh, the movie came out was has it even been 10 years? No, right? I don't believe Moana's 10 years old. Moana came out we, in 2016. 
yeah because i was about to say this doesn't feel like like i'm not ready for a moana live adaptation just yet obviously it doesn't you know have anything to do with me being ready or not but still i'm just like no like it's still fresh and it's still good like it's very possible that the film itself may not come out for another two years years. oh two years okay i was thinking five years (laughs) and that will bring us closer to the 10-year mark of the Moana. if they can make it last three if if they don't put it out for another three years then it would be that it comes out 10 years you know Mm -hmm. 2026 and that would be a fun way to honor the original moana yes and do you think lin-manuel miranda is going to come back for this one too of course of course disney disney pays him all of his money all the time you know what i want to see most more than anything what i want to see pua the pig actually join them on their adventure (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I was the he biggest was cop be out. More. Yes, I was so pissed when the chicken. Hey, hey, is that his name? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fact that they went with the chicken instead of that cute little pig, I was like, how dare you? This is a cute little design for this cute little sidekick. You had your chance. They do sell merch for, for Pua. Mm-hmm. Pua, but and Pua hey, wasn't hey, really merch. in the movie. No, he's not. Mm-mm. No, so this is their chance to do something right. This new adaptation with Moana, I just hope it's good. I just wish they would have waited more for us to cherish the film more. That's just me. But again, we'll see. I love, you know me, I love water visuals. So I can't wait to see what, you know, the ocean is going to look like. And then, you know, the water spirit just like being there with Moana as well. So I'm excited for those water visuals. It's going to be pretty. It's always going to be pretty. I agree. And that is all for today on Fantastic News. If you have anything fantastic that you would like for us to discuss, please send us a message to at the Fantastic Grotto on Instagram and TikTok. And we're going to take a quick break. Welcome back from break, guys. We're going to take a moment here to pop in a voicemail. We always ask you to leave voicemails. We love talking to you. So let's listen to the voicemail that was sent to us. And then Rudy and I are going to, you know, have a conversation. Congratulations, Latasha and Rudy. I'm so happy for you guys on making this fantastic podcast. I got a chance to listen to all of your episodes and I'm super excited to know what's coming next to see where this goes. But you two got it so wrong about Lynn manuel Miranda. He is a national treasure. We protect him at all costs. And if he makes a song like Scuttlebutt, we love on that song. We do not talk about it. It's very him. And it's very Aquafina. And I think it was a lovely addition. I do not have an issue with that song at all. Now, Prince Eric's song, I could have done without that. But Scuttlebutt, it, it works. It totally works. You guys got it wrong. So, Rudy, mm-hmm. did we get it wrong? No. (laughs) (laughs) To each their own. I don't judge. (laughs) I feel like on our last with Craig here, who we thank him for his time, because you know we love people spending time with us. The three of us said Scuttlebutt was warmed up garbage. And I feel like (laughs) it's still warmed up garbage, but some people don't like nice things. And so, (laughs) (laughs) no, but you're in all seriousness, you're right. To each their own. I'm glad some people liked it. We did say that all of us had theater experiences in which we looked around and noticed people enjoying that song. Mm -hmm. We just individually didn't like it. Absolutely. (laughs) And um, the voicemail was left by a friend of the show, Mac, 
Mac also said she she didn't really like Eric's song, and I liked the second half of Eric's song. Craig liked the entirety of Eric's song, and I don't remember how you felt. How did you feel about his song again? I really liked it. Like, I get it. Like, listen, not everyone can be, a, you know, an amazing Grammy-nominated singer like Halle Bailey, you know, put some respect on her name. Shout out to Halle. But I liked Prince Eric's song, you know, and again, I feel like they gave him more to do. With, with the scuttlebutt song again uh, like i said in our spoiler review i remember just staring at the screen thinking to myself what is going on i, I had to process that for like a whole minute but you're allowed to like what you like no harm done lynn manuel miranda is a legend yes. no doubt about that so. i mean like what you like but also regarding scuttlebutt burn it with fire yes so, <laughs> burn it now. agree to disagree guys we're so sorry but we, we stand on this hill we're gonna die on this hill yeah I, listen start digging six feet because this is where i die <laughs> <laughs> right up here on this hill but we, we did want to thank you guys for sending in a voicemail we'll always share the link out on our socials you can also dm us on the socials if you want us to send you the link directly say if you you know feel really passionate about something you're like hey i don't see the link but i want to talk to you guys can you send me the link we'll always send it to you and you can talk to us and we'll let you know that you're wrong just like we did for mac (laughs) (laughs) but thank you mac (laughs) thank you Mac. (laughs) we love you though (laughs) all right so let's get into our main topic for today talking a little bit about the current writer strike uh, it's been going on since May 2nd and is ongoing right now with negotiations happening. A lot of shows have been shut down because essentially a lot of Hollywood works through unions and a lot of people are saying, well, we're not coming back because even if you are in production right now, your writers are done, you're basically crossing the picket line to go to work. So a lot of shows right now have paused. Uh-huh. So we're going to talk about the writer strike, but not so. I mean, we're going to talk about this strike, of course, because it's important. But it, I think that it's easier to talk about the last strike that happened since it's hindsight. You know, we have 2020 vision in hindsight. So we can talk a lot about that one. But I know I think you said you want to talk a little bit about this strike just to give us a little bit about it. Right. Yes. So this this current strike started earlier this month on May 2nd, and we're almost at the end of the month. And honestly, Tasha, History is doomed to repeat itself, and it's so unfortunate that the people creating these stories and these characters, unfortunately, are basically being ripped off. It's horrible. You know, you're nothing without your writers. They're literally the backbone of a film, if you think about it. And it's just really sad and unfortunate that this is happening again. So you think they would have learned from the first time, but clearly not. And one thing that I know we're going to discuss is basically the effect that streaming services have caused on writers. So we'll get to that in a bit, but... Some a lot of shows and a lot of films are on pause because there's mm-hmm. no script or maybe a script hasn't started or maybe they're not finished with the script, whatever it may be. And so shows like Abbott Elementary, Stranger Things, The Last of Us have stopped production or were about to start filming and they're not moving forward as long as this strike keeps going. Mm-hmm. And I remember from the last one, a few shows were canceled or maybe just the writing was off because they had to rush it because they had deadlines. And let me ask you this. What do you remember from the first strike? It didn't make sense, a lot of the Mm -hmm. storyline. One in particular that's one of my favorites that it bounced back, but it it still didn't do well. Friday Night Night Lights had this weird storyline and episodes about one of the characters named Landry. It also took like an eight-month break before it came back for its third season. 
And it it eventually negatively impacted the last seasons of the show because mm. it took these weird cuts. Another show that was sorely affected by the writer strike was Heroes. When Heroes came out in 2006, yes. yeah, it was amazing. It was a cultural phenomenon. It was on every TV show. They were able to sell cars because of the show. And it, they were on every late night TV show. If social media was around as heavy as it is now, it would have been one of those shows that say, we were all watching together. That one took a hit too. And, and I think that's probably why it, um, it ended up, Heroes itself ended up ending in 2010 because the writer's strike happened from 2007 to 2008. And Heroes is from 2006 to 2010. So imagine how many stories they couldn't finish, couldn't come up with, couldn't complete. It's one of those things a strike is a, will affect you years down the line. Girlfriends is another one that had ended. Girlfriends literally ended because of the writer's strike. Pushing Daisies was in its first, was in its first season before the strike came out. And Pushing Daisies is this interesting film where the, not film, but TV show where... The guy has the power by touching you to bring you back alive. And then when he touches you again, it makes you go back dead. And that's how he solves murders. If he touches you and he doesn't touch you again to make you die, then someone else in the vicinity, a random person will die. It sounds dark, right? It's actually a comedy with Kristen Chenoweth. And it's also kind of a musical. It's one of those shows that... Oh, it's a it, musical, too. Exactly. Oh, it was. Okay. <laughs> it's one of those shows that had it been able to get the legs underneath it, it would have won so many awards and went on for probably four to six seasons, and it did not. Um, the Office was affected. Part of um, Breaking Bad, which was affected, which, honestly, you can't really tell in Breaking Bad because the show overall is like a 9.5 out of 10. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think there's another one on ABC, like Dirty Sexy Money. Oh, and then Movies. The Wolverine was affected. Oh, was it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know about that one. Yeah. Initially, they weren't asking for, they were asking for more money and better working conditions. But what they did not put in for during that strike in, in 2007 is they didn't account for streaming. And a lot of writers make their money when things go into syndication, uh, when they go on to back in the day, the DVD and VHS. And that doesn't happen anymore. Things are, seasons are shorter. Seasons used to be 20. Every show was 20 episodes. Oh, yes. I remember. Not anymore. Things <laughs> Those are big 10. DVD box sets mm -hmm. for like 45 bucks. <laughs> and now your favorite show does 13 episodes and you're, you're grateful for it. Current TV show with the biggest budget of all time is that new Lord of the Rings show. And it's on a streaming service. So these writers are on this show that makes so much money, but they'll never get that syndication money like the Seinfeld writers did. And I quickly want to uh, go back to talking about Pushing Daisies because I remember, I think I was a preteen at that time because I don't think I was a teenager just yet. I remember watching a lot of ABC Family and I remember we would get those like, pre not previews, but like ads and commercials for Pushing Daisies. So that show was being pushed a lot mm -hmm. by ABC back in the day. So the fact that it was canceled because I remember it was promoted a lot and then just, it just stopped. It delayed I didn't know it their production for a year the strike mm. imagine delaying production for the year and with this huge gap in between the first and second season for a new show that's debilitating things that the writers are asking for are not insane things um john leguizamo said i stand with all my fellow writers because they deserve what they are asking for and none of it is unreasonable 
All the profits are in streaming and we are not sharing in the wealth. I'm on tender hooks, not knowing what I will do with myself. I pulled up the um, list of what they're, they're asking for. The uh, Writers Guild Association streaming goals is for streaming features with a budget of 12 million or more to receive full theatrical terms, including better initial compensation and residuals. So when you're writing for something that's going straight to streaming, the terms are different than when you're writing for something that's going for theatrical releases. They're asking since these new projects that are going straight to streaming are having budgets as if they are theatrical releases for the terms that the writers get to be very similar as far as their compensation and their residuals. The counter Uh. was that um, any program with 96 minutes and a budget of 40 million or more that they receive a 9% increase to their initial compensation and no improvement on residuals. Mm. And correct me if I'm wrong, but their proposal was rejected by the studios and producers, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there so wasn't reading... even a counter offer, correct? So, no, no, no. So, if you look up, there are things that were proposed by the Writers Guild and then the studios counter, and then the Writers Guild were like, none of this makes sense. So, now we're going on strike. So, what I'm reading is their negotiation status as of May 1st. <clears throat> so, what I read to you just now was what they were asking for for features, and then the counter argument that came back from the studios. Money talks in Hollywood, as we know. It's not called show friends. It's called show business. And that's mm-hmm. the, I think that's just the downfall of it, you know. And again, the fact that these writers put in a lot of work into what they do and they're not even being, you know, compensated for it, it's heartbreaking to a certain extent for us as fans because, again, maybe a certain show that you love is going to be stopped. Uh, one writer that I was I'm looking into was saying in an interview how they're writing as the show is on air. So mm-hmm. it's not like they're writing like before the show starts filming and then they just, you know, finish everything for a deadline and then the show starts filming. Nope, they're writing as the show is airing too. Mm-hmm. So uh, one thing too that surprises me about the streaming, I didn't know that about the residuals either mm-hmm. looking into this. And it's horrible. It's really crazy how streaming has affected the industry on a, on a much larger scale. Because besides the writers and the residuals, because I know there's been conversation with movie theaters and streaming and what works well, what doesn't, how you should release a movie in theaters for some time and then just immediately send it to streaming. But that's a whole other conversation. But again, it just blows my mind how streaming has really shaped the industry so far within these, what, short few years, I want to say? Like, it's been, what, four or five years since streaming really took off? Um, so yes and no. Streaming itself as an option, like when Hulu came out, I feel I feel like Hulu is about 10, 15 years old. And it was one of the... Oh. First, yeah, Hulu's really old. I'm going to Google it real quick for us. Mm-hmm. 2007 is when Hulu oh. came out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember it. It used to be free. I believe it like we've initially been owned. Um, initially, it had a lot of just regular, the ABC, the CBS, the NBC shows. I, I literally remember being like, oh my God, I can stream everything now. It was all free. And then Netflix came in and then it did its thing. So streaming itself has been around for a really long time. I also used to work for the cable company. I remember people literally cutting the cord. I haven't worked for the cable company in years, probably almost like 10 years now. (laughs) Years. And people were cutting the cord back then to go to streaming. So streaming has been a thing. What really is the tipping point, unfortunately, was the pandemic. People were just home, re-watching things. 
from the 80s, the 90s, you know what I mean? How much we love nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And these writers were not getting the same compensation that they would have gotten if somebody was watching it late at night on television because that deal that was made when they came out with the show didn't have any any idea that streaming was going to be a thing so it wasn't worked into the contract so writers weren't getting paid the same so the money for when they're passing Buffy around right because everyone likes Buffy and it's mm-hmm. old when they're passing Buffy around from platform to platform the only people making money are the studio yep unfortunately they're passing her around they're streaming it commercials are being run when you're watching Buffy yes that's how people get paid by commercials and um, these writers are, are sitting there and they're seeing their work they uh, become iconic all the memes that we make all the, the things we do on the internet and they're not getting paid anything mm-hmm. there's also some there's also an argument to be made that you should get paid when you become a meme but that gets very very tricky <laughs> Oh my gosh. Think about People how much funny. money Nene Leaks would have made. Just think about the ghetto. The ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> how much money would she have made over that? So oh, there's an argument to made over that. Also, the who said that meme? That one's a good one, too. Yeah, who said that? Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> That's Portia. Um, uh, keep your leg closed to married men. Nene, Lenicia, <laughs> again. So there's an argument to be made about that. But streaming mm-hmm. has came in the game. It ruined a lot of things for us as far as how the writers get paid. Um, another movie that I despise. Mm, which one? Was the second Transformers. That one is bad because of yes. the, the writer's strike. They had three weeks. What They had to start filming within three weeks and they had no script. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, even like Michael Bay, he's like, this movie's crap. Oh, boy. So imagine being on a set knowing that we had to rush it, we couldn't really do things the way we wanted to do it. It's not fair to the people who have to work on these sets. Mm-mm, not at all. But the studios, they push it, they make their money, they don't care. I, oh, hot take, I'm pretty sure that the current writer strike, if they don't figure it out soon, is going to lead to an actor strike too. Because that's all, that's all, um, um, that's a, a, they're a union as well. SAG is a union. <laughs> it's all under the same umbrella you're right yeah sag is a union they go through them that's how they get their health insurance it's a union i oh you know you know what i kind of wish mm, let me ask you this do you think it's disappointing and to a certain extent that the actors i know some actors are out you know speaking out against it's like um why am i forgetting her name but she played lorelei on gilmore girls i think she's been striking too i think i'm pretty sure i remember seeing a picture of her Striking yeah, a lot with the of people writers. have been out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so obviously talk show hosts like Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Fallon have shown their support, Drew Barrymore. I know a few other actors like Tom Hanks have spoken out, but I feel like most actors have been kind of quiet. Um, I actually kind of feel the, the opposite. I feel like most really? of the okay. actors that I've seen, so like Rob Lowe was on the picket line. Like, oh, okay, then. Of course, like I said, um, John Leguizamo said something. Um, Liv Hewson, she's the girl from Yellow Jackets. Gabrielle Luna from The Last of Us said something. Also, one of the guys from Ted Lasso, he was on the... Oh, Brett Goldstein. Yeah, he's from Ted Lasso. He's an actor. Mm-hmm. He was on the picket line. So I feel like I've seen more actors. Oh, let's see. I'm looking through. Brian Tyree Henry said something. Uh, Amanda Seyfried said something. Oh. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen said something. So a lot of celebrities have been coming out. If it goes on much longer, it's going to be quite a lasting effect because the summer blockbuster season is only going to last. We got like six 
eight weeks of summer blockbusters and then TV shows were supposed to be coming back on the September, mm-hmm. October, the fall season. So y'all need to figure it out because right now is when we're supposed to be working. Like <laughs> Time is ticking yeah. officially. It really is. People their money. <laughs> I'm worried because I hope nothing big like super pop. Obviously, I don't want any show to get canceled or just, you know, straight up put on the shelf until so much later. But I'm worried about which shows that are super popular that we love might get canceled because, for example, the final season of Stranger Things has not started <laughs> filming. Yeah, yeah. And so that's why I'm to. like, come on, one more season. So mm-mm. the but creators, shows, like, the Duffer Brothers, power. are writers. Mm-hmm. They are. They're yeah. the creators too. Yeah, and then shows like uh, Rings of Power and House of the Dragon, they were able to make it on time. They have started production. Uh, House of the Dragon, in particular, started filming. But sadly, so many other shows, again, like I mentioned earlier, they were writing the scripts as the show was going on air or maybe they were about to start. So, again, everything has been put on pause. I'm nervous. I'm a little nervous because, again, the last one lasted so long and so many shows were canceled or just ruined straight up. That's why I'm nervous to see what's going to happen with some of our favorite shows. Are they going to get canceled? Are they going to be saved? Are they going to get ruined even if they still go on air? Who knows? So, the shows, in my opinion, with the most loyal fan base are the ones that are going to survive. Um, anything that has recently started that's on a season one and going to a season two, it's going to be rocky for those shows. It's going to be really hard. Yes. They may get a season two, but they may not get that season three. Yes, absolutely. So it, it's scary. It really is. And we want them to, to be great. Obviously, we're fans. That's why we keep coming back for more because the writers, you, you guys always nail it. That's why we always come back for more. Again, we care about the, the, the characters and the stories, whether we relate to them or not. Again, escapism is such a beautiful thing. That's why we keep coming back for more. You know, whether it's a comedy or something with drama, we always come back because we love you and we love what you do. You love your favorite movies. You love your Marvels. You love your your late night TV shows that writers have to come up with something every day. People are working really hard to make that happen. It sounds glamorous is not glamorous. <laughs> it's not. not at all. No. Mm-hmm. Pay these people their money. Come on. <laughs> Studios, mm-hmm. please hear us out here. We've been going on and on, waxing and waning. This show is probably too long now. We're going to bring it to a close and say, one, pay these people their money. I'm going to keep saying it. It's very important that you pay writers. And two, maybe we need to uh, be a bit more understanding as audiences that things take time. Because I know we, we demand for things to come back, but they do take time. Because <laughs> I, for one, am like itching for a new season of The Boys. <laughs> and, it, and it's not coming out anytime soon. So I'm trying to be a little bit patient. So I hope this episode was at least entertaining. I really hope that it was educational. Thanks for your time. Thank you for spending time with us. Like I say, if time was money, it's one thing that you seriously cannot pay back. Hit us on our Instagram or our TikTok. You can also email us at thefantasticgrotto at gmail.com. But that's all for today. Anything else, Rudy? We stand in solidarity with the writers. They have our full support. And, you know, we wish them all the best of love and luck in the world. And hopefully they can end this soon. But other than that, good night, everyone. Good night, everybody. (laughs) Bye.